Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently, with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, today's guest, Dina Berman, is a journalist turned PR strategist and publisher. She helps entrepreneurs become the go-to expert by showcasing their brilliance in best-selling multi-author books. If visibility is on your business goals list, listen up. Hey, Dina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. So let's start with a quick intro to you and your business. Sure. So I'm a PR strategist and publisher. I work with coaches, consultants and experts who are fed up of feeling like the internet's best kept secret. So I help them to share their story and their expertise in multi-author books and in the press. And then I help them to leverage that so that they can create a bigger impact and more income. Can you clarify what exactly a multi-author book is? and why we should consider that strategy. Yeah, so a multi-author book is a collaborative book where you have a group of experts each contributing a chapter on a particular theme. So if you think about the Chicken Soup for the Soul style books, it's exactly like that. And they've become really popular over the past few years. And it's something that I started doing a year ago. I had been doing PR before that. And then I joined a certification to learn about self-publishing and to learn about how to create these multi-author books. And they're just a really powerful way for people to be able to share their story and expertise and to get published without having to write the entire book themselves. In this day and age, more so than ever in the online space, in the online world, you are the company that you keep. So how do we vet who we're jumping into a book with? Because it's not like you've done a JV webinar with someone like your name is in print with this person for essentially the rest of time. Yeah, yeah. So the way that I do it, I have a a program that I sell that when people sign up to it, they become a contributor in the book and they get the training and guidance on how to write their chapter, what to include, how to structure it. And then we have an editor who who edits all of the chapters. So in that sense, everyone is receiving the training and the guidance to make sure that they're writing a really great chapter, that they're sharing their story in a really impactful way, that they're sharing their wisdom. And then we have, you know, people doing the editing and the proofreading and the formatting to make sure that it's a really high quality product. And then in terms of who the other co-authors are, each book that I produce has a particular theme. So you're you're jumping into the project with people who are like-minded and have an expertise in a particular area or they have experience in a particular area so that they can talk about that particular topic. So can you tell us some of the the themes that you've done in the past? Yeah. So the first book that I did was called Creating Impact, and it was Change Makers Who Have Overcome Adversity to Create a Positive Impact in the World. And so it tends to be the people that join the books tend to be quite established in business. Some of them are at the six-figure mark, the seven-figure mark. They have a lot of knowledge to share, a lot of life experience to share. And so we get people across a whole range of different industries, but they have kind of personal stories to share along 
the theme of the book and also their sort of knowledge and their wisdom. So the first one was creating impact. I had one called creating success. The last one was creating joy. So that was all about the the rituals and the practices and the wisdom to create a more joy-filled life. And the one that I'm working on right now, which will be coming out towards the end of the year, is called Entrepreneur Secrets, and it's entrepreneurs sharing the secrets of their success. So it doesn't matter what industry the person's in, but it's people that can talk about those particular themes and really share. We always look for people that can share their personal story, so their journey of what they've been through that has got them to the point that they are at now in their business. So all the things that they've overcome, the challenges, the adversity, whatever it is, and and what they've done to get to where they are now. And then being able to talk about what it is that they do now. Who do they help? How do they help them? And then also alongside the story part, quite a few people that do the multi-author book first, and then they go on and do their solo book. And that works really well because first of all, when you're writing a chapter for a multi-author book, you're doing typically between 2,000 to 3,000 words. So it's, it's just very doable. It's not overwhelming. They're also sharing their expertise. So they're sharing some of their, their wisdom. Maybe they have like a signature system that they use with their clients. And so they can give an overview of that or they can share their tips or whatever it is. Why do like a multi-author book instead of kind of if we're talking about our framework anyway and our story as part of the multi-author book, why would we not just expand that a little and write your own whole book? Yeah, so we actually have, you can get it done in a few hours as opposed to having something that's going to be like a year-long project. It's a good way to experience the process of being published and get an idea of how it works and what that's like, you know, go through the writing process and kind of, you know, perfect your writing. So it's a really good starting point if you do want to go on and do your own book. And when you do the multi-author book first, it puts you in a really good position for when you're ready to do your own book, because it helps you to build up that audience. So then you have that audience there when you do do your solo book. Like I say, it gives you that experience of going through the process. You learn about the best ways to promote the book and market the book and everything like that. So it's a really good starting point if you do want to go on and do a solo book afterwards. And then just in terms of how it works, when you're doing the multi-author book, because it is a co-collaborative project, you get to tap into the audiences of all of your co-authors. And that's something that you wouldn't get when you're doing your own book. So with the collaborative books, you get exposed to the audiences of all the other co-authors. So everyone's promoting the book to their own network. So you get to, you know, have your business and your expertise shared with all the networks of the other co-authors. And then there's a really lovely kind of extra element, which is that we have lots of collaborations and joint ventures that happen between the co-authors, because these become your new network and people that you can, you know, we have people that do guest expert sessions for each other or they go into each other's podcasts. So there's that extra element there. So it's really for people who, you know, like the idea of being a part of a co-creative project. They like the idea of networking and they want to maybe kind of dip their toe into writing and be able to become a published author without having to write an entire book. And how does this work from a money perspective? Because I know like people's wheels will be turning and thinking like, hmm, 
is this a diversified source of income for me? Other people are helping me promote it. This all sounds magical. Am I getting rich off a co-authored book? So what we focus on is helping people to leverage the book to make additional sales in their business. So rather than, obviously, if you were to have your own book and you'd be focusing on sales of the book and having like residual income from sales of the book, this is a different model. This is about using the book and really leveraging it so that you make additional sales in your business. So we focus everything around that. So the the program that, that I run, we have trainings in there on how to monetize the book, how to leverage the book, how to use the book to land media coverage. So my background's in journalism. I was a journalist for 10 years. When I initially started my business, it was doing PR. I worked as a publicist and I also taught PR, I did PR coaching and I had PR courses. And so it's really bringing in that element to it and helping the authors to leverage the book to land, you know, media opportunities, you know, to get onto podcasts, to get onto their local radio station, TV station, whatever it is, and then leveraging it to make sales in their business. So even right from the start, when they're writing their chapter, writing it in a way that showcases what they do and how they can help people. And then each of the authors, they have their author bio at the end of the chapter. And then, like I say, we're really empowering them to to use this book as an asset in their business that they can take along to networking events. They can send it to potential clients. They can sell it on their website. You know, there's so many different things they can do with it. And the other thing is, once you have the paperback version of the book, you know, they can buy them at wholesale price from Amazon and then sell them on their website if they want to or wherever they want to sell them and keep the profit. So there's the option there to sort of actually make money from the sales of the of the paperback book. But it really is that focus on how can they use that book and leverage it? Because when I was, before I did the multi author books, when I was working with clients to, to help them with PR to get featured in the press, it was always about being very strategic with the PR and never just getting featured for the sake of it, but always thinking about how can we do this in a really intentional way and a really strategic way so that it's actually going to grow the business. So it's taking that and then applying it to the book as well and thinking, how can I be very intentional in terms of what I'm sharing in the book? And then how can I be kind of strategic in the ways that I'm leveraging the book and what I'm helping it, you know, the the opportunities that I'm going, going to get from from the back of this book. The book mentor who I worked with when I was learning about the publishing process, she, when she was part of a multi-author book, she made $82,000 off of the back of a book that she was a contributor in, contributor in because she sold, I think it was a $150 program that she sold when the book initially came out. And then she upsold some of those people into a $1,000 program. And then she upsold some of those people into her 15K mastermind. And, and it worked really well for her because the people that had read her chapter, you know, they, it creates that emotional connection with those people. It builds the know, like, and trust factor. So they feel like they're already, you know, getting to know you before they've even thought about working with you. So then you can kind of put an offer out and it's something where there's new people that are going to be reading the book, but also it's about using the book 
and sharing it with your existing networks and the people who are already in your world, but maybe you've never spoken to them. They've never spoken to you, but they're there. You know, we all have those people that like we're connected to and having something like a piece of media coverage or or a book, you know, when it's a best-selling book and and there's a lot of buzz around it, um, it, it gives you something very tangible that you can share with your audience and it really engages your audience. And I've, I've had this when I've had articles out. I had a piece out in Forbes a couple of years ago. When I shared it with my existing networks, I had so many messages from people that I was already connected to, who I'd never spoken to, who were like, oh my God, wow, I saw you in Forbes. I want to find out more about working with you. And it was really interesting because it wasn't necessarily new people that I was getting in front of. It was people like maybe like, you know, connections on LinkedIn and Instagram and things like that. But it engages people. And I think that's the big thing that people don't necessarily realize is that you can really use it to engage your existing networks and create a lot of buzz that way. There's something to be said for, you know, in the age of technology and online everything to be able to put something physical into somebody's hand. Yeah. We see a lot of gift box companies starting up. And I know a couple of people in, in less online spaces who actually do almost like pre-client gift boxes. Yeah. So like if you think about all the stuff that you would put in your funnel, they've turned it physical to deliver it. And so I guess the book gives you the opportunity to have that kind of top of funnel option. That's a low cost entry point yeah. for somebody into your funnel. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you get to share in a lot more depth in the chapter than you would do in kind of a smaller opt-in or, or whatever else, because it, it, you know, it's like, it's an opportunity to share like, your story and you know whichever part of your expertise you want to share and really kind of dive deep into that so absolutely i think having something physical and also when the when the physical paperback version comes out there is something about you know one of my um authors from my last book she's just done a giveaway on instagram and she's created this bundle of goodies with she's got some like gorgeous photography of the book with some other bits and pieces that she's put into this bundle and it was a really it's like a really bright colored book cover so it looks really great in photos and it's something where like it's it's exciting to have like a physical thing that you can use in a giveaway or another one of the authors just did an in-person event and did a book signing and so it's something where you can again have like this physical thing and she had all photos from the event and it's something where you know you you have this thing that you can give to people that they can leave you know the event holding this thing in their hands and I think that is really powerful and like you say we're so used to just having everything online and sometimes things can feel quite disposable because we get a million opt-ins and freebies and whatever so when you have an actual book it's like okay this is something I'm going to keep I'm not just going to like delete it away and I also think people are more likely to finish a book yeah I saw the CEO of Instagram whose name I can never remember doesn't ask me anything usually on a Friday mm -hmm. and somebody asked about getting verified and one of the things he said was if there's press about you yeah. if there's a way to validate you then it makes it much easier for us to mm -hmm. verify you yeah and I wonder if being able to say like hey I'm a best-selling author here's the book plus here's the press off the back of the book 
would help facilitate that because a lot of people are getting hacked and copied and cloned at the moment just as a complete like side benefit. Yeah. I know it's not like your primary. Yeah. Hey, get verified on Instagram, <laughs> write a book. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Things like that really help, definitely. And there's also the kind of SEO that you get. So Amazon is such a big kind of search engine in itself that as soon as you get published on Amazon, when people are searching for your name, that's going to be one of the top results that come up. And it's a real kind of credibility piece when people are searching for you and they're like, oh, and I can see this person's book, you know? So there's that side of it as well. But yeah, absolutely. You have to have particular types of PR coverage, you know, to get that kind of blue tick because it is considered as a as a real it's it's the credibility thing and so i think the book part and the pr part are both such kind of credibility boosters and ways to position yourself as an expert how do you thinking of like oh i'm going to go into amazon and i can now see that like all these people wrote this book together how do you decide who gets to go first both in the book but also on the book so we've we've done it a couple of ways in the past sometimes it depends on creating a flow in the book so if one of the chapters is more kind of heavy and, you know, because sometimes with people's stories, they're sharing quite kind of deep things. So we might put one that's heavier and a deeper kind of subject next to a lighter kind of subject and create that kind of flow. So I'll work with my editor and my formatter to kind of work the order. But aside from that, we'll often do alphabetical order and it's just whichever way it falls. I'm always super curious yeah. about, oh, that must get to be a really interesting situation. Yeah. So I love this idea. And I like all the background because obviously you see these come out and I always think like, how did these people get together? Were they all working with the same coach and they decided to do a book together? So to see that kind of behind the scenes is really interesting for me. I know that you have probably only touched on like a sliver of the things that go into writing the book, promoting the book, leveraging the book. Where can the listener find out more about this and other kind of PR strategies from you? I have a free Facebook group where I do regular trainings and I'm, you know, posting kind of tips and advice around the PR side and the publishing side. So that's called Get Known, PR and Publishing Secrets for Entrepreneurs. Awesome. Okay, to finish up, I always ask my guests the same two questions. First up, what is your number one lifestyle boundary for your business? My number one lifestyle boundary, I think having kids I, and I don't always get this perfect, but I like to, when I'm focusing on work, have that as my work time and I'm focused on work. And when I'm focusing on my kids, have that as my family time and I'm focusing on my kids. Because in the past, I would kind of try and do both at the same time. And, you know, then you feel like you're not giving enough attention to one area or the other. And so I think that would be the thing that if I'm taking a day off, then that's my day off. And if I'm working, then I'm fully focused on work. I bet that can be hard to manage sometimes. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is obviously being flexible when things come up and yeah, being able to kind of rearrange things if need be. But I definitely feel like if I'm with my kids, I want to be spending that time with them. And I think we're also used to constantly checking our phones, you know, and having emails at all hours of the day. So like I say, I'm not perfect at this, but I try to, you know, check my emails 
during the working day when I'm focusing on my work and not outside of that. Yeah. I think people are more accepting of you're not just your job. You're this like entire person who has a whole life going on around you. So finally, what is the worst piece of cookie cutter advice you've been given as an entrepreneur? The worst piece of advice. When I first started out, I was told to post in Facebook groups and offer free discovery calls and just get people on a call and sell to them. And that was from a coach who had done that in her business and that had worked for her, but it was not taking into account that someone else may have, you know, different circumstances in in terms of, you know, having children or whatever, or a different personality type or, you know, strengths in different areas. And, And so it it didn't work for me. Like I gave that a go and I was just like, no, I'm, I'm not enjoying this. So that definitely made me realize that, you know, you've got to do business in a way that works for you. You've got to do the stuff that feels aligned and it's just not going to work if you try doing something that doesn't feel aligned. When I'm working with clients and, you know, they're, they're thinking about what they want to share in terms of their story. And it's great to stretch your comfort zone even the even the idea of pitching to the press or being in a book like that can really stretch your comfort zone but also there's a fine line between stretching your comfort zone and doing something that is totally out of alignment so I think you've got to learn how to stretch your comfort zone and do the stuff that kind of is slightly scary but but exciting and then you've got the stuff that is just totally not aligned at all and that's the stuff where it's like you don't have to you know, for example, air every single piece of dirty laundry because someone online says you have to be authentic or someone online says you have to be vulnerable. Mm. If that doesn't feel aligned, you don't have to do that. And so I think it's understanding that you get to do stuff in a way that works for you and you and you get to do it in a way that feels aligned. And I think understanding like where that advice has come from, like that's advice has come from someone saying to you, this worked for me isn't always presented as this worked for me. It's usually presented as this is the way. Yeah. And you've got to do it like this. And yeah. And for somebody like if I was talking to somebody whose business was PR, that's a more advanced strategy. People who are looking for PR and leverage and and that kind of exposure don't necessarily want a 60 minute free call. And what you are going to get is a bunch of kind of freebie seekers who then can't step into what you're offering anyway. So I think being able to discern who that advice is coming from and their business versus your business and their life versus your life, so key, so key. Oh, this has been so good. I want to go on Amazon now and search for multi-author books because I feel like I can't remember what that thing's called. But like once you're aware of it, now you see it. And I feel like that's going to happen to me. But if people want to carry on this conversation with you, if they want to ask you questions, what's the best social media for them to, to slide into DMs or check out your content? Yeah, if they friend request me on Facebook, if they search for Dina Berman, then that's probably the easiest place to find me. And I'm always happy to chat in the dms and answer questions or yeah instagram is dina berman as well so yeah definitely like reach out come and say hi and yeah i'm happy to chat roughly what's your cadence for books so that if people are thinking oh that's like a q1 goal for me or a q2 goal for me they can make a note to come back yeah kind of roughly every quarter or so so definitely like reach out and 
see what the next book's going to be because yeah you know if it's if it's a title that resonates then I can let you know what it's going to be about and chat about if it's going to be a fit. Awesome I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes so people can find you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this episode don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review.